elf. I think it's common. I think it's regular. New research is shedding light on the pros and pitfalls of the practice. Researchers surveyed hundreds of Canadians and Americans in committed romantic relationships. They found those who sent sexy messages or pictures several times a week or on a daily basis reported more fulfilling sex lives than non-sexters. However, they reported other issues. I guess maybe they just uh, wouldn't, like live up to their uh, Texas maybe? I don't know. Not exactly. Family scientist Adam Gallivan says... There was more conflict, um, more ambivalence about the relationship if it was going to continue, more insecurity about how happy, how secure they were in the relationship. Um, less commitment. Sex therapist and psychologist Corey Harushka believes it simply comes down to too much of a good thing. A little bit can be okay if you have stuff to talk about, if you're now over-engaging and you're doing that as the main focus. It takes away from the interaction and the connectivity of, of kind of people or anyone who's involved in a relationship. He advises couples to set ground rules before engaging in sexting. I call it, you know, the sandbox rules. What, what is off-limits? What is not allowed? What is, you know, not tastefully done so that we at least know where not to go? For Gallivan, the biggest takeaway is sex aren't shortcuts for true quality time. Even if it spices up your sex life, too much could sour your romance. Laurel Gregory, Global News. In Health Matters tonight, Canadian women are suffering and dying of heart disease unnecessarily. A new report highlights just how misunderstood the female heart is. And as Su Ling Go explains, researchers are learning they need to focus on women-specific studies. I had some pressure or tightness in my back of my chest, and then I started to feel a bit of, of uh, pain down my left arm. Sandra Thornton had a family history of heart disease. She was on the board of the Heart and Stroke Foundation, yet she still didn't know she was having a heart attack. And even on the way to the hospital, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just indigestion or maybe it's just the flu. And, um, but no, I had a 90% blockage and was having a heart attack. She was 51 at the time and needed two stents. Thankfully, the ER staff recognized Sandra's symptoms. That's not always the case. In any given day, if you see 30 or 40 patients in an ER and they all have chest pain and uh, if we have one has chest pressure, you may not think as closely as to why uh, is that a heart attack or not. The new heart and stroke report titled Misunderstood points out early signs of a heart attack were missed in 78% of women, either by the patients themselves or by health professionals. And less than one third of women receive some standard types of care within the recommended time frames. For example, 59% of men got a clot-busting drug within 30 minutes, compared to 32% of women. Many women have different symptoms around the time of a heart attack that aren't typical symptoms in terms of what we've thought about for a number of years. Women's symptoms often include chest discomfort, nausea, tiredness, and shortness of breath. The report also highlights two-thirds of participants in heart disease research are men. That can be from a number of reasons. First of all, who is approached for research, um, and then who's willing to participate or volunteer their time. Women's hearts tend to be smaller, more affected by hormonal changes, and may react differently to drugs. Dr. Ezekowitz and Sandra hope for a future with no barriers to heart research and treatment. Both say it starts with public education. And so I think women tend to, to not recognize or not deal with what's happening. 
and that can be a fatal mistake. Sue Linko, Global News. Turns out women are five times more likely to die of heart disease than breast cancer. And now a new warning tonight about how breast cancer treatments may lead to heart problems. The American Heart Association has found some chemotherapies can cause heart failure, abnormal rhythms and valve problems. And radiation may affect arteries, may have an effect on arteries. They say women, along with their doctors, should carefully weigh the risks and benefits of all treatments and heart health should be monitored throughout treatments. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. A talking killer whale? Trainers in France say they might be getting close. We'll hear from the orca herself after the forecast. She has to say. Next thing you know, they'll be doing our jobs. <laughs> uh, we don't know how to read the computers, though. Christy does. Let's find out what's coming up in the weather. It's been wet. Yes, it sure has been. So we'll talk about those sunny breaks. We'll show you for which areas. 40 centimeters by tomorrow night for some areas. That is snow. I'll show you which areas as well. And weekend wet. Is that going to be the case? I'll show you that. Here's a look at the next 24 hours. We'll see significant rainfall out in the Fraser Valley. But for the Metro Vancouver region, 10 to 15 cent or millimeters of rain. Along the east coast of Vancouver Island, though, far less. And the reason for the variation across the region are those sunny breaks. So, yes, by the afternoon hours, the east coast of Vancouver Island, I think you can expect some breaks of sunshine. It won't last long. It'll be brief. So get out there and enjoy it while you can. And for Metro Vancouver, there's a chance we could. We still have a fair amount of cloud in our forecast, but we may see some blue sky here and there. Out in the Fraser Valley, though, through the afternoon hours, it will remain socked in and you still do have a chance of rain, unfortunately. And significant snow all across the interior regions, especially in through the northern regions, up into Stu. Kitimat, you could see 20 to 40 centimeters of snow by the end of the day tomorrow. Most other areas from Terrace all the way in through the central interior, 5 to 15 centimeters of snow. And that's the case across the south as well. So overnight tonight and through the day tomorrow, 5 to 15 centimeters of snow across all of these regions. And yes, that means the mountain passes as well. We'll see snow. If you're along the coast, it will be rain, but snowfall across all of these regions. That Arctic air still entrenched in through the northern regions. So if it won't be until the next week that you'll start to see a warm-up. And it won't be much of a warm-up, just a slight warm-up. Down through the south, the snowfall overnight and through the morning hours, you can see some raindrops. So there is a chance that in some areas we'll see a changeover to wet snow, but still significant accumulations expected in some areas. And yes, we're hoping for breaks of sunshine by the afternoon hours along the east coast of Vancouver Island. You'll notice that I didn't put it in the Vancouver icon. I'm not as confident. Maybe if you're in White Rock and out towards Towards Richmond, uh, you may see that break of sunshine, but we're still keeping our fingers crossed. Yes, your weekend is looking wet. It will be mild, though. That is the good news. Uh, so warmer weather expected, but no big break in sight. Happy birthday to Stephanie Stevens and Diane Sheldon, and happy anniversary to Peter and Trudy Robinson, celebrating 75 years together. And this photo from Silver Star Mountain Resort, Jim Leach took this. This is his neighbor's car. It's been there since the beginning of January. <laughs> yeah. It's got Get a lot of work to do. Yeah. Get the brush. Yeah. A few of them, I think. All right. Thanks, Christy. Animal trainers in France are teaching a killer whale to mimic the human language. Hello. Wow. It's a little hard to make out, but 16-year-old Wiki can say hello, 
Amy and one, two, three, as well as blowing some pretty good raspberries. She makes the sounds through her blowhole. The researchers even believe that basic conversation may be possible one day. Amazing stuff. Now, a rescue mission days in the making. And it was all for this little guy. This raccoon was stuck on the side of a building in Michigan, six floors up. People first spotted the guy on Monday, and the rescue finally got underway yesterday. But this masked bandit didn't make it easy. Eventually, he fell to the ground, and a chase ensued across the parking lot. Finally, the animal was captured and moved out of the area to somewhere a bit more suitable. It is being pulled out from under the hood of a vehicle. <laughs> Did not want to be caught. Aw. Well, it's raccoons for you, right? That's right. I'm scared. I'm very right. curious what the whales have to say to us. I wonder, too. I, I want to know. I feel like it might not be um, anything good. Maybe I shouldn't be swimming in a pool. <laughs> they, they might say <laughs> that. Too much plastic. I'm not saying anything else, so I get another herring. <laughs> the work if somebody got sprayed by a skunk. No, it's happened here in this if you building. you get sprayed I didn't by a skunk, it. don't go to your work. Just, what is it? Do you have to bathe in tomato juice or something? Something, something like, like that, that, yeah. It's a stay home. Take a sick day. And I don't know about your bathtub. Mine has hot and cold. No tomato juice whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here we go. The uh, Canucks are home to Chicago tonight. Actually, last time the Blackhawks were in town, the Canucks had that huge game when Vanek had five points, him, Gagne, and Besser combined for 12. I'm not so sure the Blackhawks will be as easy tonight. Uh, you know how Superman acts when he's around kryptonite? Well, that's how the Canucks were for most of December. But now they are back to full strength, fully healthy. That means they should be a lot more competitive. They can now play the way they did at the start of the season, which, you might remember, was a lot more fun to watch. Here's Bo Horvat, cutting it on goal. Horvat's going to Like they proved over the first third of the regular season, when they're healthy, the Canucks are a pretty good young team. They were 14-10-4 over their first 28 games, but when the injuries hit, they won just 4 of 18. And the goals dried up too. They scored 2.8 goals per game at full strength, a half goal less with a patchwork lineup. And now that the big boys are back, the net is starting to fill up again. You get results, it gives you confidence, it you know, allows you to play with that, that jump and that intensity and you know, it allows us to, to kind of come to that team in, in waves and um, you know, it's, it's in, important for us in here to, to make sure we're bringing it every night. To think the Canucks will pick up where they left off is a little wishful, but clearly Travis Green can stack his lineup with more talent and depth, which should lead to better results. It was hard when we had those guys hurt, now that they're back. It doesn't just happen magically that you're going to win hockey games, though. We've got to compete. We've got to play hard for 60 minutes, much like we did at the beginning of the season. Eric Goodbranson's return means the Canucks are completely healthy. But Goodbranson may not stick around long. The trade deadline is just over three weeks away. And with the big D-man and unrestricted free agent at the end of this season, there's a good chance the Canucks try to get something for him right now. You know, obviously there's some big decisions to be made here, and, and I'm not uh, unaware of that, but, but um, uh, I, I, I'm the one fortunate one that gets to come to the rink and, and turn that side of it off. Uh, you know, my family and girlfriend probably deal with it more than I do, so um, I'm doing all right with it. The Canucks could still sign him to a new deal, which would help their cause as they play the final 30-plus games of the season. Energy takes the pass. Rishon scores! It's nice to be healthy, um, but, you know, it's important for us to, to find ways to string wins together and uh, get back into the fight here. Very delayed, global sports.
Apparently running into Alex Edler is hazardous to your health. Nathan McKinnon tried it on Tuesday. Edler saw him coming, gave him the shoulder. Now McKinnon's out two to four weeks with an upper body injury. And he's the NHL's second leading scorer. So that's a big loss for the Avs at a critical time in the season. Vegas and Winnipeg, top two in the West. That's some nice anthem singing. Uh, Joel Armia. Flurry trouble. Jets capitalize. One nothing. Oh, now the Jets make a mistake. Riley Smith scores. Vegas ties it. Now Vegas is ahead. 2-1. Yes, they can't be stopped, the Golden Knights. The concussion that knocked Rob Gronkowski out of the AFC Championship game will not keep him from playing in this Sunday's Super Bowl. He has been cleared to play. He practiced today, which made Patriots fans extremely happy. And I'm guessing, guessing, that head coach Bill Belichick is really excited too. In fact, let's ask him and see how excited he is to have Gronk back. Uh, Good. It's good to have everybody back. Okay, Bill Belichick wasn't that excited, but maybe it's because the Patriots have won a lot of games without Gronkowski. But Tom Brady, there's a guy who has love for Gronk. Well, he's a, uh, he's a dynamic player. He uh, means a ton to our offense. Um, you know, he really has since he, since he got to our team. And uh, it's always great when he's out there. So. Do, and he has a 4 Ah, the 16th hole in Scottsdale at the Waste Management. 20,000 fans. The they boo if you miss the green. They booed Ricky Fowler because he didn't have a good 16th hole. He was great the rest of the way, but he was not happy with the uh, crowd. He thought they heckled him too much. A little bit disrespectful. Anyway, he's tied for second at 566. Uh, Bill Hawes, this is on the 16th. Crowd likes that. That'll get the crowd juiced up. Nick Taylor minus two. Adam Hadwin minus one after one round of this event. On the offensive glass. Raptors, Raptors this season, Leo, and the Wizards. And on the road. It used to be that everybody beats the Wiz. Now the Wiz aren't so easy to beat, even for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry there, 110-106 Toronto. Bradley Beal, driving layup. Tying things up at 110 apiece. Toronto now down by four. Lowry driving, getting the foul. Hoop harm, but did Toronto have enough? No. Wiz beat Toronto, 122-119. Was anybody playing defense in that game? It was like an all-star game. Yeah, it looked like it. All right. Uh, Oh, BC, I think, 4-4 and now at the Scotties. I'll have to check that, though. Okay. Thank you, Squire. Let's check in with Andrew and now for a look ahead to Global News at 11. And Thanks, Sophie. An update now on that diesel spill in House Sound. The Coast Guard now saying it has been able to contain the spill. A boom has also been placed around the site and some of the diesel, we are told, has been recovered. And we are still awaiting word from Ridge Meadows RCMP on that frightening incident in Maple Ridge. As we reported, at least two people have been injured after a truck barreled through a mall parking lot near Dooney Trunk Road in 240th. The driver is in hospital. We hope to have more details tonight when you join us at 11 o'clock. Chris, Sophie. All right. Thank you, Ann. Wearable technology for athletes developed in B.C. and tested by Sophie Louie. Up next. But first, here's Kasia Padorka with five things to do this weekend. Kasia. 
Well, guys, we begin with holistic inspiration at the Body, Soul and Spirit Expo this weekend in Vancouver. Experience and evolve as you explore a wide range of exhibits and hear experts on improving your life. Enjoy free family fun as Play Central at Central City in Surrey celebrates its grand reopening on Saturday. From 10 till 2 p.m., take part in crafts, games, music, face painting, balloon twisting, and more. Cultures mingle at the 11th annual Robbie Burns and Chinese New Year's celebration. Picture Scottish Highland dancing and bagpipes, along with Chinese folk dance served up with a buffet dinner. That's at the Bowen Park Auditorium in Nanaimo. You're never too young to enjoy the museum, and Saturday mornings at the Maritime Museum in Victoria, kids ages 2 to 5 are invited to learn through crafts, play, song and dance. It's $5 per child. Flight of the Dragon is back at Flyover Canada, a thrilling flight ride transporting you to 15 of the most awe-inspiring scenes in celebration of the Chinese New Year. It's on until February 18th. For more on this, head to globalnews.ca slash five things. Here's today's snow report. Eight centimeters of fresh snow fell at Whistler Blackcomb the last 24 hours. 17 centimeters grouse, seven cypress, and 19 centimeters sasquatch. Revelstoke, a base of 245 with six new. Manning Park, 190 with 13 new. The base at Powder King, 255. Mount Washington, 254. In the southern interior, several new centimeters of snow as well. The base at Big White, 237. Silver Star, 221. Sun Peaks, 180. And Apex, 207. A conversation about the wild animals represented on Christie's blouse a little bit later, but... Uh, <laughs> we think they're foxes. We think they're foxes. Yeah, the Arctic fox, had some, specifically, yeah. Had some <laughs> feedback over uh, social media there. Uh, first, though, before we get to that, workout gear has gone far beyond the days of your basic gym shorts and T-shirts. These days, there are fabrics to keep you cool, wick away sweat, even prevent injury. So they say. And now, athletic apparel that might even make you a better athlete. It used to be that exercise was as easy as riding a bike. Well, now with advances in technology, there's a lot more to working out, all aimed at building better athletes. Are you in a high gear already? No, uh, no, not really. <laughs> Kevin Riley and Ben Molavi of Pathonics Innovation have worked at UBC's Hatch Incubator for the past four years, developing smart garments to help you up your game. So that's your body trying to recover after a hard workout? I probably don't look like I'm recovering right now. It's called near-infrared spectroscopy, used in hospitals. The guys at Pathonics have shrunk the sensors so they can be embedded right into workout gear. They work by shining a light into the muscle. The light that's reflected back measures that muscle's metabolism, giving athletes and their coaches vital information about how much fuel is left in the tank. Kind of like those health bars on video games. As a kid growing up in the 90s, always playing those video games with the hockey players and soccer players and seeing that health bar of how much energy they actually have left. I've always wanted to be able to do that with a real uh, athlete. Obviously, it's already time for me to rest, so we decided to put NewsHour producer Marsha Gabriel through the paces instead. So basically, Marsha has got the sensor on her calf muscle, so we basically can measure how active her calf muscle is and essentially what's happening inside her muscle. This is essentially her fuel gauge, how much energy she actually has left. So right now she's nice and warmed up, has a lot of energy, but the harder that she pushes herself and the closer she gets to fatigue, you'll see that number start to drop. All right, let's push her. 
a nine and a half right now on the treadmill. You certainly see the changes in the blood flow. Her heart rate is really picking up now, pumping as much blood as it can through her legs so that she doesn't get tired. By a certain point, her heart won't be able to keep up. That's when you'll see this number drop and she'll be running towards fatigue. Right now, Pathonics is testing its gear with athletes at the Burnaby Hockey Academy and UNBC. They hope to roll it out in the fall to elite athletes and pro sports teams, and later to amateurs like us. But the ultimate goal, getting the Canucks on board. I would love to see us win the Stanley Cup. I would love to say that we helped. Was it hot in that room? You looked a little sweaty there. You were really, <laughs> it was like a, we covered now. <laughs> Marsha, though, she just she They're was still running last yeah. we checked, and that was shot a week ago. <laughs> she, uh, she is producer Marsha, who you've probably heard us mention many times, on vacation at the moment, sitting on a beach, recovering from that. Well, right. I don't know. Knowing sure. her, she's probably out for a run right now. Yeah, well. that that's but probably the, true. But the technology is really cool, and uh, and you know maybe it'll make me be a better athlete and sweat less. I don't know. Yeah, it's fascinating to think you could put a shirt on or a pair of shorts, undergarments of some mm-hmm. some kind. And it track your And it'll track your It should it like should it. say something to you. Like yeah. if you're out of shape, like just stop running or you might die. Hit the yeah. bench. Stop right now. Some Go kind on of the bench. System. Yeah, find the bench. It would have said that to <laughs> yeah. me for sure.